Hi Church, welcome to today's podcast. I just want to share a few thoughts today to hopefully encourage you all. Mother's Day this year, Mum asked for some new roses for her garden. The Mark and myself bought her two. One was called Amazing Grace and the other was called Peace and we put these in pots in her garden for her. It's been amazing to watch these grow. The one called Amazing Grace was in full bloom at the time of Mum's funeral and the one called Peace bloomed a few weeks later. They seem to now be taking it in turn to bloom as a reminder of God's amazing grace to us all and the peace that only he can give us as we continue life on this earth without Mum. Anyone who knew Mum well knows that she loved her garden. She was always on at me about hours and that I needed more flowers and colour at the front of the house especially. Anyone who knows me well knows I am not a flower person. Mark and myself are definitely not gardeners. We both often laugh and comment that we don't know the difference between a lot of flowers and weeds. Weeds can grow and I sometimes think that they are flowers until someone points out to me that they are actually weeds. Mom would often visit us, explore the garden and say, you need to get those up, they're weeds, and we didn't realise. After her death, Dad gave me some of the empty pots of Mum's to fill with flowers. I wanted to put them at the front of our house in memory of Mum, so my sister-in-law Sue came with me to the garden centre to choose the right flowers to put in them as I had no clue what to get. And they are now all on display across the front of our house as a little reminder of my mum and her love for her garden at my own home. When I was looking at these one day, I was reminded of something I heard recently about our minds being like a garden. And this got me thinking again about our minds and our thoughts. So I therefore just want to share a few thoughts about that comparison with you today. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I refer to that verse several times throughout the Battlefield of the Mind series, reminding us that when we're saved, our minds need to be transformed and renewed. Our way of thinking doesn't just change overnight. We may watch TV programmes where people have their gardens transformed and they sit in amazement at what is accomplished over a few days. But in reality, we know that that's not the norm and we know we all have to work at our gardens to transform them. And this is the same for the garden of our minds. We have to work at it to transform it. That verse in Romans 12 tells us about the need to have our minds transformed. And we'd be amazed at what we can accomplish in our minds if we allow the Holy Spirit to help us and transform the way we think. I think my mum saw the potential in our garden and was quite disappointed that we haven't made the most of it to make it as beautiful as it could be. And I'm sure you know that God sees the potential in the garden of our minds and he wants us to make the most of planting the right thoughts to help us become all that he wants us to be. You are a gardener and your mind is the garden. However, you may not be responsible for every thought that's been planted there. You may have had good or bad thoughts planted by another person 
in your childhood, as a teenager, or even as an adult, that have took root. They may have been planted by a teacher, a family member, or even a friend. They may have been planted by your enemy, Satan, or you may have planted them there yourself. Hopefully God has planted some good thoughts there too. I'm aware that I've got many thoughts planted from my past, both good and bad, that have taken root and grown in the garden of my mind. You know, some of our thoughts are like flowers, but unfortunately some of them are like weeds or thorns that grow and choke the flowers and stop them from growing as they should. You may have thoughts that have been planted and taken root that you just can't uproot no matter how hard you try. And sadly, it's often the negative thoughts that stick with us through life. In the garden of your mind, you have the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit to garden well and cultivate what you think about. God tells us by that verse in Romans 12 that we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We can transform the garden of our minds. You don't have to have the outcome and results like many people do without Jesus. You can have a victory story and you can get there by renewing your mind. You know, when we want to change something in our lives, we automatically think about what we need to do to make that change. But we should actually consider instead what we need to change in our thinking to begin to make that change. To accomplish change in your life isn't all about doing something different. It's primarily about thinking something different. Because thinking something different leads us to doing something different. You don't start by trying to change your behaviour, but you need to change what you think. Renewing your mind to what God has to say about you. Another verse you might remember is Proverbs 23 verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Whatever you are hosting in the garden of your mind, Whatever you are giving shelter to and watering in the garden of your mind will give you the crop called your future. You are sowing into your future. God wants you to win the battle of your mind. So what has been planted there that needs to go? What needs to be planted there? So that in the seasons to come, you will be the person that God wants you to be. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5 say, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That verse tells us that we need to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. You have the ability as the garden of your mind to take every thought captive in your mind. We need to question where our thoughts come from. Then we need to ask if it's in agreement with the word of God. If it didn't come from God, then we need to wrap that thought up with the renewing power of God's word and pull it out of the garden of our minds. If I'm honest, when I finished the Battlefield of the Mind series, I expected to be in for attack in the battlefield of my own mind, more than ever. And believe me, I have. I've had to consciously be aware of where my thoughts are coming from, who is planting them, 
and uproot some of them from my mind on many occasions since recording that series and it's an ongoing daily battle. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Whatever we sow in the garden of our minds, we are going to reap later on. And that thought alone ought to make us really think about what we think about and what we allow to be planted and take root in our minds. If you don't garden well and let thoughts that didn't come from God take root in your mind, you will get further of that down the road. So I want to encourage you to garden well. You have the ability to control the playlist of your thoughts. So what would you plant if you could choose? When I went to pick the flowers from our garden with Sue, I chose what I wanted. I didn't choose flowers that I didn't like or Sue said wouldn't grow well or be suitable. Likewise, we shouldn't choose to think thoughts that should not be growing in the garden of our minds. Now, I know we all have random thoughts. You can't look at the phone, the telly, the internet without thoughts coming in. But what are you intentionally planting in your mind? You may see a different you in the seasons to come if you will plant new thoughts now. I want to share with you some thoughts that God says about you that are true, that you should plant in the garden of your mind if you haven't already. You need to water them and allow them to grow and pull out any thoughts that might come along to choke them or stunt their growth. There are so many good thoughts that God would have us think about that I could have chosen, but I just want to share three. They're all thoughts that you should already know, but I want to encourage you to plant them deep into the garden of your mind. If you do, they will begin to uproot the opposite thoughts if they are already growing in your mind's garden, and they will transform it. You may have been around church all your life, but still not have a well-cultivated garden of thinking. So I encourage you to start planting and uprooting where you need to. If you are a Christian, these thoughts are true for you. So I want to encourage you to start planting them. The first thought is I am unconditionally loved. 1 John 4 verse 16 from the Living Bible reads, We know how much God loves us because we have felt his love. And because we believe him when he tells us that he loves us dearly. God is love and anyone who lives in love is living with God and God is living in him. You know, too many people think that we have to earn God's love. And he will love us more the more we do for him. If we go to church and we help people and we give our money to people in need, etc. God will love us more. And if we don't do those things, then God's going to be angry or love us less. That is so untrue. God loves us unconditionally. And we do those things to show our love for him, not to make him love us more. There is nothing I can do to stop God from loving me. That's an amazing thought to meditate on. We need to frequently think God loves me unconditionally. Not only does God love us, but he chooses to view us as being right with him, accepted and blameless. This all comes through our faith in Jesus as our saviour. We don't do anything to earn it as we know it's not based on our works of right or wrong, but entirely on faith. Knowing God loves us unconditionally 
is an absolute necessity in order to make progress in our work with him. Religion offers rules and regulations to follow in order to be close to God, but God wants a relationship, not a religion. When you really know that God loves you unconditionally, it makes such a difference to your thinking. You feel valuable, you can become bold, and you realise you don't have to be afraid of making mistakes or failing. You know that you have a purpose in life. Knowing that God loves you unconditionally will also help to remove fear from your life and it will make it difficult for Satan to load you up with guilt and condemnation every day. Even when the world tries to make you feel like there's something wrong with you, remember that the first thing God gives you when you receive Christ is his righteousness. The second thought I want you to remember is I am forgiven. Now I'm sure we all know 1 John 1 verse 9 well already, but I want to read it from the Amplified Bible. It says, If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not in conformity to his will, in purpose, thought, and action. We're told here that if we confess our sins to God, he will continuously cleanse. I read a good illustration lately about this being a spiritual parallel to the way our physical blood continuously cleanses our body. Our blood works for us all the time to keep us cleansed of all poison. And you know, the blood of Jesus works all the time, continuously cleansing us from sin. There is power in the shed blood of Jesus. We are continually cleansed, not just every once in a while, but continuously. When we confess our sin, we are forgiven. But God goes further than that in Isaiah 43 verse 25. He says, I, even I am he who blots out and cancels your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins. God not only forgives, but he chooses not to remember my sin. You know, there's such a difference between forgetting something and choosing not to remember it. Satan loves nothing more than to condemn us and remind us of the times in our past when we have let God down. He will put all those thoughts in your mind telling you how God can't forgive you. And when he does, we need to remind him of the verse in Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Those who are in Christ Jesus are not judged guilty. You know, there's a song we sing with the line, The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. The final word about God and the final word about you. Let that thought grow. And remember it when thoughts to the contrary creep in. The third thought I want you to remember is I am strong. Now you may automatically think that you're not strong. And naturally I'd agree that I'm not. But it says in Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do 
all things through Christ who gives me strength. I've already shared how this verse has been my rock over the past months since mum was called home. I bought a new ring for my birthday back in June which simply says I am strong. And on the days when I felt otherwise, it's really helped me just to glance at that ring and to be reminded that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We need to remember the strength we have through Christ with the Holy Spirit working within us. You know, whatever the day brings, you can handle it through Christ. And because you're in Christ, you've also been made not just a conqueror, but you're more than a conqueror as we read in Romans 8 verse 37. Although I know we may not always feel that way. I don't know what you might be going through at the moment. And you might be feeling anything but strong. But I want to remind you that you can face and do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Don't look at what you can handle because you can't handle anything without God. I know I couldn't make it through one day without him. But with him it's a different story. We all have days when it's a real battle to stay positive. So we have to think on purpose that we can handle whatever the day throws at us with Christ's help. Because we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So to finish, I just want to ask again, what thoughts are you planting in the garden of your mind? What crop are you cultivating for your future? The Bible tells us we will reap what we sow. So what are you sowing in the garden of your minds for your future? Why not plant these thoughts in your mind? And allow other thoughts to grow from them. Number one, I am unconditionally loved. Number two, I am forgiven. And number three, I am strong. You know, if we can base our thinking on these three thoughts, I'm sure a lot more positive thoughts will grow and negative ones be uprooted. I shared at the start of this podcast about how I have weeds growing in my garden at home. And I don't always realise that they are weeds that are growing alongside the flowers. And I needed someone to point this out to me. And this got me thinking about how many wrong thoughts are in my mind that I don't realise are growing and I need the Holy Spirit to point them out to me. I'm asking him to do this and make me more aware of them so that I can uproot this wrong thinking when it tries to take root. I may never be a great gardener at home, but I am trying to become a better gardener of my mind and I would encourage you to do the same. Let's all become expert gardeners of the thoughts that grow in the garden of our minds so we can reap good crops in the seasons to come. Thank you and be blessed.